0: Words twice a week, three twenty-eight, and as uh, oftentimes there's a number of internet links sprinkled through the uh, printed version of this. If you want to check those out, you can go to words twice a week.blogspot.com. And shoot, I missed this. Last night, March twenty-seventh, was Earth Hour, when people in towns and countries turn the lights off for an hour at eight thirty local time to focus our attention on nature loss and climate change. And this year, they were showing a video on social media. Well, it's too late to turn the lights off last night. I imagine the video will still be there. Well, it seems like if you turn off the lights, you might also turn off the devices. Hmm. One year, we did a concert. Well, me singing and playing the guitar by Candlelight. That was fun. And the challenge for this week was to write a poem that was also a recipe for something called the Moonlight Cupcake, or pudding, didn't happen. Might still, we'll see. some Days from the church calendar, it's Holy Week. What traditions or rituals do you follow? I used to listen to the Cotton Patch Gospel. Maybe I'll skip a year. Might be a year for Jesus Christ Superstar. Or is there a literary presentation of the gospel that appeals? I've ordered the text of the Cotton Patch Gospel, Luke and Acts. Might be something to Zoom read between Easter and Pentecost. March 29th feast day of John Kibble, an English clergy and poet. He died in 1866. He wrote The Christian Year, a set of poems for the Sundays and feast days of the church year. And these are not just ditzy little haikus. Here's the one for Palm Sunday, and warning, it's six eight-line stanzas. And he answered and said to them, I tell you that if these should hold their peace, the stones would immediately cry out. St. Luke um, 19, verse 40. Ye whose hearts are beating high with the pulse of poesy, heirs of more than royal race, framed by heaven's peculiar grace, God's own work to do on earth, if the word be not too bold, giving virtue a new birth and a life that ne'er grows old. Sovereign masters of all hearts, know ye who hath set your parts. He who gave you breath to sing, by whose strength ye sweep the string, he hath chosen you to lead his hosannas here below. Mount and claim your glorious mead, linger not with sin and woe. But if he should hold your peace, deem not that the song would cease. Angels round his glory throne, stars his guiding hand that own. Flowers that grow beneath our feet, stones in earth's dark womb that rest. High and low in choir shall meet, ere his name shall be unblessed. Lord, by every minstrel tongue be thy praise so duly sung that thine angels' harps may ne'er fail to find fit echoing here. We, the while of meaner birth, who in that divinest spell doth not hope to join on earth, give us grace to listen well. But should thankless silence seal lips that might half heaven reveal Should bards and idle hymns profane the sacred soul-enthralling strain, as in this bad world below noblest things find vilest using, then thy power and mercy show in vile things noble breath infusing. Then waken into sound divine the very pavement of thy shrine, till we, like heaven's star-sprinkled floor, faintly give back what we adore, Childlike though the voices be, and untunable the parts, thou wilt own the minstrelsy if it flow from childlike hearts. <clears throat> uh, March 30th, Innocent of Alaska. Born in 1797, he was an Orthodox priest who became a bishop and archbishop in Alaska, the first such in the Americas. He worked among the native peoples and learned their languages. Later, he became Metropolitan of Moscow and all Russia. March 31, John Donne. he was an English poet, scholar, soldier born into a recusant family, people who refused to attend Anglican services but stayed loyal to the Pope, who later became a cleric in the Church of England, then Dean of St. Paul's Cathedral in London, Known mostly as a poet, I suppose, he wrote sonnets, love poems, religious poems, Latin translations, epigrams, elegies, songs, and satires. He wrote, death be not proud, and a poem for St. Lucy's day, winter solstice, and a meditation that includes, for whom the bell tolls, which includes the line, the bell doth toll for him that thinks it doth. He died on this day, and. 1631, but had risen from his sickbed on February 25th and delivered the death's duel sermon, which was later described as his own funeral sermon. Death's duel portrays life as a steady descent to suffering and death. Death becomes merely another process of life in which the winding sheet of the womb is the same as that of the grave. Hope is seen in salvation and immortality. An embrace of God, Christ, and the resurrection. April 1, it's Holy Thursday, we often did communion with the service of Tenebrae, where you read through the Passion, turning off lights or blowing out candles as the story goes along. And then the tradition of stripping the church, where you carry out all the flowers, pictures, ornaments, and leave just the bare walls and altar. It was pretty dramatic. April 2nd, Good Friday. Here's a collect from the United Methodist Service for Good Friday. Almighty God, your son Jesus Christ was lifted high upon the cross so that he might draw the whole world to himself. Grant that we who glory in this death for our salvation may also glory in his call to take up our cross and follow him through Jesus Christ our Lord. Or this from the Book of Common Prayer. Almighty God, we pray you graciously to behold this, your family, for whom our Lord Jesus Christ was willing to be betrayed and given into the hands of sinners and to suffer death upon the cross, who now lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Um, April 3, the Richard of Chichester. He was the Bishop of Chichester and known, among other things, for a rigid frugality and temperance. Richard was an ascetic who wore a hair shirt and refused to eat off silver. He kept his diet simple and rigorously excluded animal flesh, having been a vegetarian since his days at Oxford. He's often shown with a chalice by his side, because the legend is that he once dropped the chalice while serving mass, and nothing spilled from it. He was said to have spoken this prayer on his deathbed. Thanks be to thee, my Lord Jesus Christ, for all the benefits thou hast given me, for all the pains and insults thou hast borne for me, O most merciful Redeemer, friend and brother. May I know thee more clearly, love thee more dearly, follow thee more nearly. Day by day, day by day, if you learned it from Godspell. I'm April fourth is Easter, and uh, Martin Luther King Jr. He was assassinated on this day in 1968 in Memphis, Tennessee. He was staying at the Lorraine Motel. Hey, we were there. It's part of the National Civil Rights Museum now, and well worth visiting. They have his room kept just the way it was that night, according to Jesse Jackson, who was present. King's last words on the balcony before his assassination were spoken to musician Ben Branch who was scheduled to perform that night at an event King was attending. Ben, make sure you play Take My Hand, Precious Lord in the meeting tonight. Play it real pretty. As we're thinking about racial inequality, here's something to consider. According to the biographer Taylor Branch, King's autopsy revealed that though only 39 years old, he had the heart of a 60-year-old, which Branch attributed to the stress of 13 years in the civil rights movement. And then some days from the world and earth calendar, March 29th, Robert Scott made his final diary entry on his way back from the South Pole with two other expedition members in 1912. We shall stick it out to the end, but we are getting weaker. And of course, the end cannot be far. Last entry, for God's sake, look after our people. He got there to the pole five weeks after Amundsen and wrote, The worst has happened. All the daydreams must go. Great God, this is an awful place. When their bodies were found, next to their bodies lay 35 pounds of glossopterous tree fossils, whatever those are, which they had dragged on hand sledges. These were the first ever discovered Antarctic fossils and proved that Antarctica had once been warm and connected to other continents. And then here's an interesting little tidbit. The temperature was 40 degrees below zero Celsius, which is also 40 degrees below zero Fahrenheit. Huh. Um, George Sherratt died in 1891. He was a guy that painted big pictures made up of little dots of paint, most famously the Sunday afternoon picture. And Immanuel uh, Swedenborg died in 1772. He was a Swedish pluralistic Christian theologian, scientist, philosopher, and mystic. Swedenborg had a prolific career as an inventor and scientist. In 1741, at 53, he entered into a spiritual phrase in which he began to experience dreams and visions, notably on Easter weekend. On April 6th, 1744 his experiences culminated in a spiritual awakening in which he received the revelation that jesus christ had appointed him to write the heavenly doctrine to reform christianity we noted the swedenborgian church a week or two ago march 30th vincent van gogh was born in 1853 of syrah painted with little dots van gogh painted with swirls at least that's my take on it jeopardy aired for the first time in 1964 you got answers we got questions challenge for this week challenge number one if the answer is the christian gospel what is the question march um 31 francis asbury died on this day in 1816 he was a methodist pastor and one of the first two bishops in America, Methodist bishops in America. He developed a circuit rider method where Methodist preachers rode from town to town as Bishop Asbury traveled between most of the circuits and at one time was one of the most recognized persons in the United States. Also on March 31, the Eiffel Tower opened on this day in 1889 meant to be temporary but one of the rules was to design a tower that could be easily dismantled but was so useful for communications and for attracting tourists that it has remained. The designer, Gustav Eiffel, originally had an apartment on the top floor. I don't know if that still exists or not but make a dramatic bed and breakfast, although without the elevator it apparently takes an hour to climb. J.S. Bach was born 1685, Joseph Haydn was born in uh, 1732, so there should be some music to listen to from those two today. And in uh, 1918, the U.S. switched to Daylight Savings Time for the first time. April 1, April Fool's Day, apparently Mark Twain once commented that on this day, we are reminded of who we are on the other 364 days. April Fool commercials and news shorts have become popular. My favorite still is the one of the uh, Swiss Spaghetti Harvest that the BBC aired in 1957. There's a link on the website. Um, Apple Inc. was founded in 1976. Are you an Apple person? I've always stuck with PCs. And Scott Joplin, king of ragtime, died in 1917. He wrote The Maple Leaf Rag and The Entertainer music from the sting. April 2nd, Bread for the World was founded by a handful of Christians in New York in 1973. Offerings of letters and Lenten prayers are maybe the ways that you've encountered it. According to W. Paul Jones, Velcro was first marketed on this day. I don't know, but here's some of the story, again the link on the website. Um, The Mint Act of 1792 was passed by Congress establishing the dollar as the country's standard unit of money. Hans Christian Andersen was born, 1805. Samuel Morris died, 1872. You can use this translator. There's a link to turn something you write into code or back again. April 3, Johannes Brahms died in 1897, here's a link for eight hours of Brahms lullaby. Really? I had a teddy bear that played it when I was a child. You had to wind it up every minute or so. The first public mobile telephone call placed from a Manhattan sidewalk in 1973. Joel, I'm calling you from a real cell phone telephone, a portable handheld telephone. Well, not exactly words for the ages. Challenge number two for this week, if you were gonna make the first mobile telephone call, what would you say? Jesse James was killed on this day in 1882. We looked at him a few weeks ago. What I remember was that despite the legend and the song, there was no real evidence of Jesse and the boys giving a lot of money to the poor. Too bad. Graham Greene, English author, died in 1991. He wrote novels with Christian themes the power and the glory the heart of the matter several works such as the confidential agent the quiet american our man in havana the human factor and his screenplay for the third man also show green's avid interest in the workings and intrigues of international politics and espionage and no this is not the guy that used to blow things up on the red green show and kurt vile died in 1950 he wrote the music to the three-penny opera including mac the knife oh the line forms on the right babe now that mackey's back in town april 4 bill gates and paul allen found microsoft in founded microsoft in 1975 for us non-apple folks so all of a sudden my pc on Bluetooth, the file to my Android phone, hmm. And Maya Angelou was born on 1928. In 1993, she recited her poem, On the Pulse of Morning." 1993, at the first inauguration of Bill Clinton, making her the first poet to make an inaugural recitation since Robert Frost at the inauguration of John F. Kennedy in 1961. That's what I got for now.